It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, March 7th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is grateful. At least we have the Phantoms who are in a playoff race this year. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I'm, I'm happy for them. I am happy for them, too. We're going to talk about them and preview tonight's matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Flyers. That is where we post about our episodes, Flyers news, all that good stuff. You can email the show at lockdownflyers at gmail. We've got a mailbag coming on tomorrow's episode, so get those questions in. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So subscribe there as well. Russ, we've got a tough one tonight for the Flyers. And, you know, yesterday we talked a lot on the show. Um, If you haven't listened to it already, go back. There's some really good stuff about Flyers goals for the post-trade deadline portion of the season. And I'm sure, you know, having your your second game in this uh, different time of the season against a very, very good team who is in a very, very bad way right now, (laughs) uh, coming up against the wall and looking to have a game where there's an opponent where they really feel like, you know, they can build some confidence back. And of course, it's also in Tampa, so that doesn't help doesn't help the flyers either but yeah the tampa bay lightning are oh four and one in their last five so they're they're really looking for a reset here uh like we said yesterday they got absolutely demolished by the carolina hurricanes on sunday six to nothing very few shots on goal Uh, i believe they were held to three shots on goal in the first period yeah it was like 14 in total or something something like that the Tampa Bay Lightning are in a, a really interesting situation just as, as in terms of their window, right? Because mm-hmm. they, while, you know, while they have a very good team, let's be frank about that, they really have gone all in so much over the last few years. They don't have any first round picks for three years. And so it feels a lot like this is the last of now. It's like now or never kind of for them. Um, Don't say last dance. They already did. No, no, that's true. Uh, But they did pick up Tanner Janot from Nashville in in this Mm -hmm. year's trade deadline, you know, to help them make this this final push. But, yeah, I think it's a really intimidating opponent we got going tonight. It is. They're going to play tough, and this will be a game to see if Brendan Lemieux can kind of keep it all in check. Uh, D'Angelo, too, because I'm sure he doesn't like the organization because they drafted him and gave up on him pretty quick. So I'm sure you know those, those feelings will be there. And I, I look at it this way. I understand what was happening. And in that game the other day, I think he was benching him, but he also knew they had a lot of games coming up and was just like, all right, I'm just going to pull the plug on this one. 
let's see what happens here. So he does that. He pretends that, you know, he's, he's admonishing them. Then he kind of walked it back the day after really Cooper is all about um, mind games, especially with the opponents. And so I think he's just trying to do that with his guys now and then just not having them um, be comfortable as they head into the, into the uh, stretch here, because he probably feels like if they're comfortable, they're never going to give him that on edge effort that he's going to need to make it all the way through the Stanley cup. Like, look, I was wrong preseason. I thought "Mm, these guys went, the window might be, might be shut and you know, they extended it. So right now they're running on fumes a little bit, but again, they are going to want to get back on track and the guys will do that. I don't know if Victor Hedman will be in this game, uh, I'm going to say probably not, but, you know, I don't think he's going to be out that long. Uh, he did try and skate after he fell down, and uh, he then he stayed out the rest of the game. So if you think about guys that have been missing from some of these games, it's understandable. Now, a- a- end of the day, though, one of those games Elliot was in. So, again, right. sometimes that's the mop-up duty that you want the backup to do. Uh, the home game probably will have Vasilevsky, and they're going to – try whoever's playing is going to try really hard. So this will be a a much harder game for the flyers and a very physical one. You know, Maroon used to be a flyer and the flyers gave up on him. So there's going to be some feelings going back and forth. I'm sure Maroon's going to fight Delorier. Like we could all write a script. That's probably going to be pretty accurate for this one. But at the end of the day, uh, the flyers are going to have to figure out how to score more than two goals because they can't, they won't win. If you look at this five-game stretch, Braden Point is the only one that had significant scoring on their forward side. Um, he had four goals, and Alex Kalorn had two. But you know, from everyone else, there was only one goal. From their entire defensive group, they only had one goal in those five games. And it's really been scoring that has been the problem for them and you know that comes from quality shot attempts right mm-hmm. and they're they're just not getting those and if you look like at natural st- stat trick and look at the trends it, you can see like a downturn on their Corsi and you know goals for above expected and goals saved above expected it's all trending down but it's because Tampa has been doing worse not that their opponents are playing better necessarily against them and that that's been a huge problem over this stretch yeah well i'm i'm sure Tampa's preparing for the 11-7 and i am you know Tampa's got very good speed guys like point will give the flyers fits and Colton will give them a hard time. He does well against them. Kucherov, of course, all those guys. So I, I don't care what their stats are. I know that their speed is going to be a problem for the Flyers and especially their defense. So, you know, the Flyers could have eight defensemen in this game and I'm still going to be worried about Tampa's speed. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely the right approach. I, I really think that they're going to have to play that similar style that they did against the Oilers that worked yes. well for them. And I don't think the 11-7 is it, <laughs> to be I fair. know, I agree. Yeah, I, I think that what they put up against the the Oilers, and I think to some degree were able to do against the Rangers, like not completely, but they played mm-hmm. at least slightly better in that game. Um, but if they can somehow like rebottle <laughs> whatever they did, against yeah, Edmonton, I mean, that's really the way to, to play a team like Tampa. 
I mean, Tampa's going to have the, the last change. You don't want to put them on the power play, obviously. They're going to mm -hmm. be cheating going um, over the boards. They always do that. So these are things that, you know, the Flyers are going to have a hard time combating as the road team. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I I'm hoping that Tanner Lezinski has, you know, some good uh, opportunities in this one to show what he can do with, with some two-way play. Um, because I think that'll that'll bode well for him. Um, and then, you know, I do worry about if they throw out the 7D again. Oh, yeah. Which is likely. Um, but I, I just feel like adding Braun in the mix, like, doesn't help from the speed perspective at all. And no, so, no. So the only thing that it could potentially help is having fresher legs to go up against that speed. But if you can't match it, like, what's the point? <laughs> Yeah, and don't put Lemieux on the second line. I don't think it's a good idea against Tampa with their top six. I just think put him on the third line, mm -hmm. let him play with Hayes, mix it up. I mean, it's it's really – let's just point out that it's bad that Kevin Hayes is playing like third line center, okay? Um, if the Flyers are truly hoping to trade him in the summer, uh, a third line center making what he makes, not going to be an easy deal. So, like, as an example – We've been seeing all this stuff about, hey, Columbus is interested. Columbus will be interested because they will give the Flyers a bad contract back in return. Yep. That's why they'll be interested, and maybe the Flyers will get one year less of term on this. But, you know, that's what they're going to do. Don't, don't think it's anything else. Exactly. Well, I, I think it'll be a, a real interesting one tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually very curious to see how Tampa responds, you know, going back home. Um, to kind of forecast what their play, like their lead up to the playoffs might look like. Cause I think playing the flyers will be helpful for them, but also I think there could be some helpful things for the flyers as well. It just has to go right. Uh, which is a big ask, yeah. but I think it's possible. Anything's possible, Rachel, you know that. <laughs> yes, I do know that. All right. We are going to talk about the Phantoms coming up next. They are in that playoff run like we talked about, and we're going to get into that coming up next. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. I hear the Knicks are good this year. I live in New York and that's all I hear. So maybe make some bets on the Knicks if it is if that's uh, something you choose to do. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. The Lehigh Valley Phantoms, Russ. Uh, as we learned last week around trade deadline, uh, Cam York did not go down and stayed with the Flyers. Kiefer Bellows stayed with the Flyers. But we do have Ali Lixell and... Elliot Denoyer uh, suited up in Lehigh Valley. And uh, we've got 
uh, two out of three, Russ. So mm-hmm. pretty good considering the opponents of the weekend. So they played Syracuse on uh, Friday, which is the Tampa affiliate. And they've been very good. Uh, the Marlies, while they were depleted, I think, from trade deadline moves and all of that, um, they they uh, got a four to three win. And then Sunday, Providence, another top team, three to one win mm-hmm. in a very, very good game, I would say. And so as of all of that, they're in fourth place, uh, but tied in points with Springfield, who have a game in hand right now. And uh, it seems like Charlotte is ahead of the pack for that third place yeah. slot. They're seven points above the Phantoms. So the race is really going to be who is really targeting that four to six spot. And there's a current uh, spread of four points between fourth and seventh place. So as of right now, it's looking really close for this home stretch of the season. Yeah, agreed. Um, they're they're in a decent spot. It's Again, they're going to have to win two out of three a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, every week down the stretch to to actually hold their spot because they, they're battling a few other teams. But, you know, they, they're a little bit fortified. You know, they've got the right goalie. They, they have the two other players that we talked about. So they've got a fighting chance, a puncher's chance. And that's good. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. And uh, one of the things that we talked about last week that I want to bring up is the penalties because we were very Mm -hmm. specific that they were taking too many penalties and they were taking penalties at inopportune times. And I think to some degree that continued this week and it's something they, they have to clean up, but I think it's something that they're very, very aware of it. So, and I heard a couple of guys mention it in, you know, between period interviews and and things like that. Um, And like Lappy post game, and things like that, that they really have to to clean it up a little bit. And, you know, both the game against uh, Toronto and the game against Providence were both extremely chippy with, with a lot of fighting, um, especially at the end of the game. And, you know, in the game against Toronto, you know, the Phantoms were up four to two, um, having scored an empty net goal. And because they just gave the Marlies a power play at the end of the game, it was six on four. At the end, the Marley scored to make it 4-3. So it's definitely something we should continue to keep an eye on because I don't want them, you know, blowing a game because of a dumb penalty or like a situation that they got sucked into. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny because you could drum that into your players' heads and say that and they could say it in interviews and still sort of act robotically on the ice and still do it. I've seen it happen a million times. So... It's something that, you know, I can't tell you whether they're going to actually follow it or not. Uh, it's really, it's it's sometimes ingrained in the guy. So we'll see. I mean, if it, you know, ultimately they have a lot of players. Uh, certainly LaPerrier could mess around with guys playing time if he wants to, if it gets bad. And he might have to. Yeah, and, and that's certainly something that's on his mind in terms of not really like messing with with guys time because of like punishing them for this or that well no but, i'm talking about punishing him like he could sit him like he's got enough players yes that is that is true to a large degree although there are some banged up guys that that haven't been playing but at the same time he is thinking about lineup adjustments right now and one thing that has been a pattern uh, over the course of the season for them is those sunday games have always been a struggle and they just tend to run out of gas like 
halfway through the second period of that third game of a weekend on Sunday. And so I think Lappy was trying to adjust the lineup there a little bit to account for that, maybe give somebody a day off uh, because they have a couple of extra bodies. And then uh, so on Sunday, he did that 11 forward 7D lineup, which he does not do very often by choice. He's done it because of necessity with injuries in the past. But he has not done that very often um, as, as a particular strategy, and which he decided to do on, on that Sunday game just to have a you know a couple of fresher legs in the game, especially on the defensive side of things. You know, add a couple of guys who've been sitting back in to the lineup, and then give you know a forward some rest who was maybe gassed from the first couple of games and. I mean, it worked. They won the game pretty handily. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't know if it was entirely because of that, but it, it certainly could have had an effect. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if the Flyers had faster players up top, uh, I wouldn't mind that they do it. But Braun's the guy, and he's not fast. Certainly the mm-hmm. the, the Phantom situation is different, and they do have um, some faster players. So I don't mind that they do it. So that's fine. It may be a good way to do it on Sunday. We'll see. But teams are going to start, you know, game planning for that too though knowing if it becomes a pattern yeah and i think the way that they have structured the goaltending especially with samerson down there again is that they don't alternate they wouldn't say have samerson play friday and sunday they've always had him play the two consecutive games and then have the other goalie play that third game which happens to be on sunday in this case and so having like a slightly weaker goaltender in nolan meyer i'm like this is you know, no shade to him, but he's not as good as Samerson. Like, he's just not. No. And so having a stronger and more uh, apt defensive group in front of him is certainly helpful. And this is where you, you would hope that um, Kim Dillabaugh would have like maybe a stronger arm of the goalies down there. And because I think he should run all the goalies in the entire situation, entire organization. And I think he should have a plan for all of them you know, with the Flyers and, and with the Phantoms and doesn't sound like he does. I could be wrong, but, you know, based on what you're saying and the way they've been doing it, you know, I think they could tighten that up a bit. It'd be better because I think I think they really should have a schedule, especially for down the stretch, uh, because I think it will it'll matter. I mean, we don't know when Urson might hit a win, you know, hit a wall. Yeah, I mean, I can see strategically why they might have said, oh, we should put him in against Syracuse and Toronto, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, they've had some success against Providence in the past. So you can put Meyer in against Providence, but the Marlies and, and Syracuse, they've struggled with a little bit more. And so that's probably what that decision was. But at the same time, it's it's not like an ideal AHL goalie rotation situation. No, no, I agree. But, uh, you know, regardless, I mean, Nolan Meyer did have a a great game on Sunday, as it turned out, 25 saves on 26 shots. And, um, you know, Urson played pretty solidly on Saturday. I think Friday, just the whole team got overwhelmed but to some degree. But it it happens. I mean, I'm not going to kill him for it. No, I I think the one thing that I'm more worried about honestly is the power play which is still in in a lot of trouble yeah they they were doing so well for so long and like the last three to four weeks have been a steady decline of the power play they 
scored yeah, one. It's gone down. One power play goal for the weekend on Saturday out of eleven chances. Yeah, it's not what you want. I and mean, they have enough talent there now where it, it should be better. It should be you know, I don't know why it was so good for a lot of the season and now it's not. I don't have an answer for it. Yeah, I don't either. And I don't know that they do. I mean, there's there's been some change in personnel for sure. But I think that now with a steady lineup for the rest of the season, it's something that should kind of get back to where it was before. I do know that, you know, they it was going really strong when Anisimov had that really strong start to his full-time role with the Phantoms yeah. and then his scoring dropped off and then suddenly the power play scoring <laughs> dropped off a little bit. Right, you know, right. And I think that definitely had something to do with it. But Anisimov, I think, has, you know, settled out a, a little bit better now at um, maybe not the rate he was scoring, you know, at the beginning of his stint, but it's higher than it was when things had dropped off. I mean, you do wonder, there could be a point where he's just not motivated like he was earlier in the year because, you know, he, he knows he's never going to see NHL time this year. He's maybe wondering, I don't know. will he see it next year? I mean, it, it look. For a guy that had been playing in the KHL and had, uh, you know, a decent NHL career, this isn't always the best place for a guy like that to be, especially if he's, you know, contemplating hanging it up. I mean, I, trust me, I've I've seen guys like this, and it could be bad. I mean, it's not been bad so far, but it, it could end up that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure. He's, you know, he seems to be a positive influence in the room and going on a playoff run. Uh, with this group might be something that's good for him as far as all of this. Maybe. I'm going to give you a quick two-bit story. So remember Pavel Brendel, <laughs> former Ranger, became a flyer. Um, they pumped him up. They were showing him on the skating machine. Everything was great. When it didn't work with flyers, they sent him to the Phantoms and just wasn't clicking, you know. And one day I sat next to Pavel and I'm like, hey, Pavel, um, can you chat? He goes, yeah. I go, you know, like you just didn't seem like totally into it this game what's going on what's happening and he, and he looks at me and he he goes you know what i'm done <laughs> like i'm just done i'm gonna retire and i was like oh okay and you know back then there was no twitter so just like i didn't report it right away there was no place to report it right away i was just like all right take care so and i'm not saying nisimov's at that at that spot but you know there could be days where he's contemplating that. That's entirely possible. Well, we're going to get into uh, some other players and where they're at after this week of action coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and hated taking pills and vitamins. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus and focus. It costs you less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains one 
Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Russ. So we had a, a pretty good week, like we were just talking about for the Phantoms, but some things to work on. And, uh, you know, you mentioned some of the the lines and we talked about the 11 forward, 7D. And I just want to bring up a couple of guys uh, in the defensive side of things um, Adam Yinning and Ronnie Adderd are now paired together on the second pairing mm-hmm. for the Phantoms. And this is what I was talking about yesterday on the show about the Flyers and putting together guys that could potentially be playing together in the future. And so with the Phantoms mm-hmm. getting guys together who are potentially going to play together on the Flyers, hopefully soon, right? So Yinning and Adderd, I think, is is a really good combination. I think Yinning is, is. is a, a solid stay-at-home defenseman. I think he's very, very smart. Um, he does get involved offensively occasionally when he knows he can he can do it and has a pretty decent shot. Ronnie Adderd is getting mm-hmm. more and more confident, I think, from an offensive side of things. And having a guy like Yinning as his partner is perfect because it allows him yeah. to do those things and build that additional confidence that he needs knowing that there's somebody solid that's backing him up. And this is a pairing that I want to see a lot more games of to see if it works. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's got all the makings. I think um, I've seen Adder play enough that when he is confident, all of a sudden the shots going and the uh, power play work is a lot better. Uh, Even five on five, sometimes he'll, he'll be a risk to, you know, to pop in a goal. So, all that's good. And Yinning is doing really well. And I know, you know, mm-hmm. Chuck Fletcher mentioned him where for, you know, five years, nobody in the Flyers mentioned Adam Yinning, but anybody who shows any kind of promise now, Rachel, they're <laughs> going to just mention him. Uh, but that doesn't mean he should be with the Flyers next year. I mean, that's, you know, that may be a bridge too far for Yinning right now. And, you know, we'll just have to see next year. Yeah, I think so. I, I just think that, you know, putting guys who have built like a, a strong season who have flyers potential together is something that's really important to, to really see what they can do together uh, to kind of, you know, forecast the future. I think it, it's pretty s- similar to what they've been doing uh, pretty regularly when Ali Lixel has been down with the phantoms, putting him on a line with Tyson Forrester and then having Anisimov who is a veteran to center them, right? Because it puts them in the best position to succeed. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I feel bad that Wiley's kind of stuck on the third pairing. I think he's better than that. But at this point, uh, you can't move Belpedio. No, 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 no. no. Can't do it. He's your championship um, defender. And so because of that, it does kind of hurt Wiley. And and that's a shame. I mean, it it does. Unfortunately, Belpedio is playing really well, you know, as is like, I know, but will, do you expect to see him in the Flyers lineup ever? No, but the point is now they're in a no. Phantoms playoff run, and it, it's a I know. picture, I know, right? But, I know, but that one move is not going to kill 
this team, but it could really help somebody, another player's development. But I'm just saying it feels like Wiley, they're kind of like not as on board with giving the same kind of development as the others. That's what it's felt like for most of the season, don't you think? Because oh, he had yeah. a really good season last yeah, year. Yeah, he did. That is true. And it just feels like, you know, there's, as is the case with the Flyers sometimes, the newer, shinier object gets the attention. Yeah. And I think that's yep. what the case is here. So, I mean, we'll see what happens this offseason and discussions that they have. But, um, yeah, I, I would hope that he, he'll get a little bit of extra attention this offseason with some clear instructions as to what to do to kind of mm-hmm. get back on the train. Um, That'd yeah. be good. Uh, Bobby Brink, a goal and an assist on Sunday, which was pretty good. Again, he's just kind of like leveling out from – um, but it's it's to be expected. You know, his fitness is probably starting to reach that point where, you know, yeah. things could drop off. But you still see the same flashes of, of what he can do. And uh, Brooks has actually been playing pretty well. So the two of them on the line um, is, is a really good combination. Um, you know, because I, I think obviously putting him with Denoye is a mistake, right? <laughs> so you right. can't do that. So you yeah. got to split them up and you're not going to split up that top line. So Brink, you know, and I think from a, a game readiness perspective, um, again, because of the injury, putting him on the third line isn't going to hurt him. No, it's not going to hurt him. So, yeah, I think, you know, there's some some guys in, in a really good position right now. The team is in a good position to make a run. They just have to get a lot more consistent and a lot more disciplined. Yeah. I mean, that's that's those are the two of the bigger things and, and get the power play working. Exactly. Uh, they've got three more games this week to do that. Friday at Wilkes-Barre Scranton, Saturday against Belleville and Sunday against Utica. So some winning possibilities there but it's going to be tough competition especially against Utica oh yeah well we'll see how that goes yeah uh wrapping things up uh the Phantoms had a weekend I guess to celebrate the movie Slapshot which was kind of fun they had Dave Hansen there who dropped the puck on Saturday and then I believe on Friday night they had a screening of the movie with Dave Hansen there and they kind of would stop it and give mm-hmm. he would give some commentary about behind the Oh, that's scenes. good. He's a great guy. I've yeah. I've I've interviewed him. I've been with him at an event, an NHL event, and he's just great. He's magic and the uh yeah. I, I love the talking goalie. about the movie. He does. I love the um I can't remember the guy who played Denny Lemieux, the goalie, but he was also another fun guy. Just so many great stories. You know, we know we all know that they use Bruce Boudreaux's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, all that stuff is great. It, it, it doesn't really ever get old. It does not. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow to recap the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we'll have uh, your mailbag questions answered. So send it in. You can. You can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at Lockdown Flyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R M I R I A M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S P O R T S O L O G Y. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen today. Now make your next listen game to game NHL. It's every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. It's on the Locked On NHL feed wherever you get your podcasts. 
Have a great day, everyone.